What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's the SoCo Show, episode number 158. This is the voice of the co-host, Cody Michael, joined as always by the so-host, Seth Ott. I fully recovered from the derecho. He's back. He's back from El Derecho. Um, <laughs> how does it... Uh, did you Did you ever think you'd get back to the point where you're just regularly recording a SoCo Show in your room? I hoped it would never come to this. <laughs> <laughs> You thought that was your out, huh? <laughs> thought it was oh, just going to be the co-show featuring Jared. Well, it would never just be the, co- the co-show because we've got our, our, our third host as well here. At Jared Buckendall. JB, how are you doing this week? Pretty good. I'm, I'm just trying to think of variations. I think the co-show with Jared would work, but I'm thinking <laughs> the co and buck show would be like a morning talk show. The Bucko Show. Oh the Bucko Show. <laughs> there wow. we go. Our fans could be Buckos. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! And every Friday we do a game called Bucko. That would be. And we give out dollars. That would be, wow. This is uh, this is wow, this I is just, really taking off fast. I, I'm I sorry, think I Seth, just wrote you might get my, left behind. I just wrote myself out of the show. I think. Yeah. Wow. In 15 seconds, you're gone. Oh man. <laughs> wow. Well, you've been looking for your out, so I guess this mm-hmm. is it. Congratulations. Yep. It just oh, took man. a just took a seventy mile mile wide storm to to do it. So, uh, well, I'll tell you this: I have. Uh, have you ever had that thing? I want to preface this by saying this is not my current situation whatsoever. <laughs> I don't want that to get misconstrued. Have I you ever had that herpes. thing where? Have you ever had that thing where you want to end a relationship and you're like waiting for the next like fight that's going to end it? And you're like, man, I'm just waiting for cause here. And then, and then you, and then it takes forever for that to happen. I feel like that's, that's, that storm was us bail, getting bailed out of having to keep Seth on the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's like, you didn't put salt on the steak. <laughs> yeah. And then you, ele- you find a way to elevate it. Like, yeah. You don't put salt on steak. How are you supposed to be a good mother? And then you're in a fight, and then you can end things. And for whatever reason, that's better. I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm just saying I've been there. And (laughs) unfortunately, (laughs) I have too. (laughs) Oh man, Seth hasn't been there. Seth is cutthroat. Yeah, he's pretty good about that, right? (laughs) Yep. I just chop it off when when it when it's when it's fine. When I feel like it's done, then I end it. It's it's my choice. Ruthless, ruthless. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what all ladies say about Seth is that he's mm-hmm. ruthless. Lots of fun stuff this week, actually. I know I say this often, and it never is the case, but we may have a short show. Um, <laughs> Get ready because we just recorded show. a few days ago. We just recorded a few days ago for the episode 157 that dropped on Sunday. So um, fortunately, we have Jared here who's seen a bunch of advanced things. So we're gonna have quite a few movie reviews, and then the two of you got a hold of an advanced copy of an Amazon series. That's about to drop, so yeah. um, we'll review that. In we the hacked corner. some computers. We broke into some vaults. We, we stuck got up a convenience store. Yep, the Amazon Prime database. We hacked our way in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we, we rode in the back of one of those their their vans. They got driving around now, and we made it all the way to Amazon headquarters. We we uh, cornered Jeff Bezos and said, "Hey, motherfucker, give us the boys." <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. And then yeah, wow. it, it was it was pretty intense. You guys are like the the IMF for Mission Impossible. You just you executed a whole mission to get to steal that shit. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, except we're on a budget. That's why we had to jump into the back of their van. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you, yeah, you, was, you couldn't hang out of a helicopter on the way there? You didn't no, have that, the budget for that, I suppose. That was, like, the the worst part of the movie. Like, the, the if the movie was two hours, like, an hour 45 would have been in the in the back of that van. It would have been just us sneaking into the back of the van and then getting to Amazon and realize that's not how Amazon Prime video works. <laughs> yeah, we're like, where's the video department? <laughs> Sir, that is not here. But it says Prime on the van. You are at a distribution center in Louisville. Please leave. <laughs> Oh wow, wow! We got a couple of couple of film thieves here. Going to talk about what they were able to unearth um, in the TV corner today, and we also, uh, in a little bit, are going to hear about uh, Jared's first trip. He's the first of us to make it back to a movie theater. Uh, just actually, uh, before tonight, before we recorded this episode, Jared got to spend some time at the theater. So we're going to hear all about that, what that experience was like, um, and then of course, you know, we'll have a movie review as well. Um, so lots of fun stuff here today. Um, we'll see how long it takes us to get through it all. But before we get into any of that stuff, um, and I, I almost just segued, and I don't want to yet, um, a reminder for folks who may not have heard yet. And again, if you're not, if you're not uh, following us on Facebook and Twitter, make sure you do that so you can keep up with all of our updates and things. But um, we did announce earlier this week a new date for the live show. So the first ever SoCo show live with JB is going to be um, on Thursday, September 17th at uh, 8 p.m. Central Time. So it's a couple weeks away, still got some time to prep, still got some time to get in those video, or sorry, audio messages if you want your voice to be heard on that live show, but we wanted to push it out. We didn't know Seth was gonna be fully capable again, so that was part of the reason we pushed it back, and then we didn't wanna rush into that show, we just wanna do it right, so. We've got a couple extra weeks now, so you've got some extra time to share that news with friends and invite them to what I know is going to be a really fun time. So we're excited to bring that that to you guys in a couple weeks. Yeah, it's going to be crazy. I think uh, I, I talked to a guy about uh, getting one of these things, but we might have a T-shirt gun. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. If, uh, if we can't get a T-shirt gun, um, as a consolation prize, if we just got a T-shirt with a gun on it, uh, then I think that would be fair. I think our listeners would understand. What if you could choose anything besides a t-shirt to put in sh- inside of a t-shirt gun and shoot it? What would you choose? Hot dog. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> wow, you knew that even before he finished. Yeah, that was really fast. Yeah, like like um, all the dressings too. Like it it has to have you oh. know like a, basically a Portillo's dog. <laughs> wow, the Portillo gun. Yes, I like that one. The Portillo um, pistol. Jesus, I think for me, well, it, it would depend. One thing, uh, toilet paper rolls would okay. be one thing for me, just because I think they would go in there nicely, and I feel like I could shoot toilet paper rolls at people without hurting them, and I think that's that's what I would like to do with a t-shirt gun, is just absolutely fucking hit someone in the chest with it in the front row, but know <laughs> that I'm not actually going to hurt them. Yeah. Um, that'd probably be what I would start with. I'm, I would film, film mine to the brim with sour cream. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> you know, uh, actually... I don't know if you realize this, Seth, but little known fact, in the first scary movie, that's actually how they shot the sex scene in that movie, where she gets stuck up to the ceiling, was uh, was with a sour cream t-shirt cannon. Yep, it was, it was 100% practical. <laughs> God, I can only imagine the fucking carnage. <laughs> that's a lot of sour cream. Wow, wow. Well, whatever you're putting in your t-shirt gun... Uh, we got a good episode coming up for you. Like I said, lots of reviews uh, coming up this week. We're going to hear what it's like to be in a movie theater 
uh, in August 2020. But before we do any of that stuff, we got to do some sheet tweets. I call you a punk. So this week was a historic week uh, in the world of just people and, and movies and actors. Um, Macaulay Culkin, he turned 40. Um, Home Alone kid, of course. And he tweeted this week, Hey guys, want to feel old? I'm 40. You're welcome. Iron Sheik, <laughs> being the pop culture phenomenon he is, um, had to uh, you know, grant Macaulay Culkin's only birthday wish, which was to get a tweet from Iron Sheik. And he says, uh, Legends never get old. They just suplex jabronis. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's i would i would get that on my birth uh, on my birthday cake I should, <laughs> I'm, actually, 16. I'm actually gonna cut i'm actually gonna cut that part out because i love the ongoing joke that nobody knows how old jared is yeah so people people might be confused at, at what i just said because i'm gonna remove something i just said but um but yeah we, we'll have to we gotta find someone to get that on a cake for because that's a pretty legendary fucking happy birthday wish i like that i call you a punk All right, got to shout out our sponsors. First of all, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. Hit the link in the description box. You're going to get 30 days of Audible and your first book for free. Free! There we go. Mathis Designs, um, for all your graphic design needs, as well as uh, mugs, phone cases, stationery, calendars, planners, anything under the sun. If you want some cool stuff printed on some stuff, uh, reach out to Mathis Designs on Etsy.com slash shop slash Mathis Designs or at MathisDesigns.com. Pay! And of course, our good friends over at Mike's Wood. Head over to Etsy.com slash shop slash cornfed and wed to get your woodworked. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That sounded affirmative. All right. Um, one more sponsorship. Uh, let's kick over to a previously recorded ad for Anchor. Uh, good stuff, as always, there. Want to give a shout-out to our Anchor wankers. Uh, we're not going to name them this week because we just got some new ones, and they want to remain anonymous until the live show. So we're going to have some fun re- revealing all of the new Anchor wankers. But we certainly appreciate y'all uh, contributing through Anchor and helping out the show on a monthly basis. If you're not yet one of our anchor wankers, uh, hit the link in the description box, go to our anchor page and you can select the, the, uh, contribution level that works for you, um, on that page. If you do, uh, when you become a new, uh, a new wanker, uh, we'll take a shot in your honor on the show, uh, which right now we've actually got a few shots stacking up for the upcoming live show. So if you really want to see that one get loose, um, you know, become an anchor wanker between now and the upcoming live show on September 17th. Also want to give a shout out to uh, our listeners. If you're not an anchor wanker, even just by listening to the show and by sharing it with friends, every click helps out the show. So we appreciate you guys listening, spending this time with us, and of course, sharing it with your friends. For now, though, let's turn uh, and and we're gonna we're gonna talk to Jared here for a little bit because uh, earlier tonight uh, we're recording this episode on on Thursday night, August 27th. Which actually, I need to I need to pause before I go any further. Uh, Want to wish a happy birthday to my little brother Kyle, who you guys have heard on the show, uh, the judge of Kyle's court. Uh, it's his birthday today that we're recording. So, uh, as of the listeners, uh, happy belated birthday to uh, to Kyle. Why don't you? But uh, anyway, why don't you play that uh, his theme for him? Should we get? Should we get? Well, actually, we are about to kind of interview Jared, so I think it makes sense to step into Kyle's court. <laughs> 
There we go. There we go. As a happy birthday to the little bro, uh, we're going to use this segment here because we got we to gotta pick your brain, Jared, because we know that earlier tonight you were the first, uh, the first member of the SoCo Show team to venture out to mask up, I hope, and, uh, <laughs> and go over to the movie theater. I know you went to an AMC tonight. I want to I wanna get your overall impressions of your trip to the movie theater. Uh, I know we're going to get a movie review later, but, but just, just the goings on about the movie theater. And then uh, I'm sure Seth has some questions. I know I've got some, so why don't we start there? Just ha- give us, give us a quick rundown of, of, of your timeline through the movie theater. What was different? Um, what you liked and, and didn't like as for your experience tonight? Okay, so I got in my car at 5.33, I believe, and traffic was kind of light. I'm kidding. I'm not going to do it like that. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, masks, very much so. And um, I got two. Three. What, yeah, I wore three. Yeah, always <laughs> double up, people. <laughs> Never can be too safe. Um, that's, that's good advice. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so... The movie theater that I go to, AMC, um, it's not one of the more popular ones here, so it's always kind of hit or miss on how many people are going to be there. And when I pulled into the parking lot, I legit didn't know if they were open because there was four cars maybe. Um, Went up to the door, luckily opened up. You know, there's a big sign that says, actually on the outside of the doors... There's kind of all these like disclaimers like, hey, we, we clean the facility this much, we wear masks, or you need to have a mask, our workers are sanitizing everything between showings and whatnot. So that's kind of just on the door. And then you open up and they kind of, you know how they have like the cardboard cutouts for upcoming movies. Um, it was more of cardboard cutouts of like, hey, don't worry, like it's safe to be here. Um, <laughs> so they're very much doubling down, which which you know a lot of theaters have kind of been putting out promotional videos and tweets and stuff saying that yes, we are going to be safe. We're not taking this, you know, uh, lightly. So got in there, you know, the warnings and everything. Went up to the counter and they have all of those kind of like spit guards. You know, grocery stores kind of have them. <laughs> everything have. I don't know. Are, what are we supposed to call them spit guards or what? I just think that's a funny term. Uh, it's like, um, it reminds me of bandit glass. Bandit which, glass? Uh, yeah, it's that thing that um, if you go to an old school movie theater box office where they slide oh. the, the thing to you underneath it, I, I think that that's called bandit glass. I was just recently watching Baby Driver and they refer to it as that, but that's at a post office. Um, but uh, you were, let me ask you this. Was the, was the spit guard effective? Were you able to spit through it or over it or did you try? Well, I, I, I'm, I'm just glad the movie I didn't go to didn't start with an S. Otherwise, there would have been a lot of spit all over it. Um, the New Mutants, uh, I only got the th- oh, at the man. end of it. So luckily, not too much spit. Um, the guy was I, wearing a poncho, so it's okay. I hope that uh, wherever Lou Holtz lives, the theaters aren't open because he's going he's gonna to spread the virus around. Oh, man. They're, they're yeah, paying like a- Superman and snakes <laughs> on a plane. and Oh, God. Lou, Lou just hangs out. I actually, I got a text from Lou just the other night. He said he's doing well. He is in quarantine. Uh, him and Stevie Sparkles are locked up because of their excessive sal- salivation. Yeah. Uh, they've been declared a danger to public health. And so mm-hmm. they're, under, they're, they're enjoying a good time. They're, still, they're getting to watch current movies. But, yeah, they're not allowed to be out in front of people because of how much they spit. Honestly, that sounds like the safe and reasonable thing to do with uh, those two heathens, essentially. Um, mm-hmm. Spitguard, whatever. Um, I have AMC uh, A-list, so just, hey, scan my thing. And they kind of scanned it through the Spitguard. He couldn't get it because my phone had a case, so I had to kind of, like, reach, you know, a little bit over. Um, 
whatever. They're wearing masks as well. They're wearing gloves. Um, I think that they, I didn't really see because again, I was like one of the only people in the lobby at that time. So I didn't know if they were switching gloves out every time they maybe had to like touch someone's phone or look at someone's ID. But yeah, the spit guards everywhere. There's signs everywhere. There's um, even kind of overflow, you know, if they're not taking the tickets at the front kind of kiosk, whatever, you, they'll maybe have someone over before you get into the theater area and will like rip them. They even kind of had like a section of that roped off as well. The bathrooms went in. I always use the restroom before I go into the movies. It was the cleanest it smelled like I've gone to that movie theater for three years now, and it was the cleanest I've ever seen the place. So at least wow. this opening weekend, it's going to be clean. Who knows if the motivation and uh, standards are going to uh, stay up like that. Um, but there was also arrows on the ground, and I didn't realize this until after I left the movie theater. But they're kind of ushering people in one way and out another way so they don't want traffic to you know when you're going into movies having people come out so you're maybe getting close to them so it's kind of like the, the grocery stores as well where it's you know you're supposed to follow the the arrows on the ground but again i was one of like five people in my showing so mm -hmm. it, i don't think it was a big deal and you're seeing everyone uh, following the mask rule, no one was taking it off. To um, no, and that's the thing is like I'll I'll get to the mask rule. Like there's no no one's taking it off in the the lobby that I'm seeing and everything like that. Um, got into the movie theater and this is not one that has reserved seating. And I know Seth, I've talked to you, Cody, as well about kind of the each of our theater chains is a little bit different about this social distancing, where the reserved seats it's kind of like okay, no one on the sides or in front. And this one is not a reserved seating one. So when I got inside, I was a little curious. And they essentially just roped off every other row. So they'd have kind of caution tape on one, the next one open, caution tape, so on and so forth. So if you did have a sold-out showing, which I don't think that theater will even get close to, even on opening night of a big movie, um, you might have to potentially sit by someone. But if that's the case, I don't think people people will probably step away. They'll be like, "No, I don't want to go to this movie. I'll get my refund, go home." Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was a little I was a little confused by that, but whatever. It wasn't an issue. Again, five people in this opening night of the movies finally being back. Um, they did have. I, I was curious about if they were going to have promotional videos, kind of like, "Oh yeah, we're staying clean. We're following these rules and stuff." And the very last thing, you know, they they run the AMC thing, and they're like, "Oh, a hundred years. We love you. Thanks for coming here. You're keeping us in business." And then after that, they have a new kind of thirty second, forty five second promotion, being like, our, "Our safety or your safety is number one. We're staying clean and safe. Every showtime, we are cleaning extensively." Um, in any part of the theater, you're supposed to be wearing a mask, um, even when you're watching the movie. If you do have food or drink, you do your food or drink, but then you're supposed to put your mask back on. Again, this was kind of a bare-bones theater that I go to, five people in the movie theater, so I don't think anyone was really standing there kind of being a bouncer, you know, the the mask mm -hmm. uh band or not bandit, but enforcer essentially being like, oh, you're not wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. Um I the two people in front of me, they one guy had popcorn and he kept putting his mask back on or kind of, you know, pulling it down, put a handful in, put it back up. I don't think anyone was really not going against that. I'm sure bigger cities, more people, um, mm -hmm. more showtimes. There's going to be a handful of people that are like, I can't sit here for two hours with a mask on. Um, but at least they have that kind of 
disclaimer, like mm-hmm. we're following these rules and whatnot. And they even said that if you don't follow these rules, you will be escorted from the theater. So again, a bit, the theater I go to is probably an exception because it's very bare bones. Not that many people go there. So maybe bigger theaters, more frequented by you know moviegoers and whatnot. Some of these rules might be a little bit more enforced. Um, I don't think that there was anything entirely new um aside from that kind of promotion and you know all of the signs i mean i still did what i normally do just walk in ask i didn't bring my water because i kind of assumed that Mm -hmm. they didn't want outside drinks so i just said hey can i get a cup for water and they gave me a cup um that was it they it looked like they were still serving food um i think kind of a limited menu because again they they're probably not going to make a bunch of food because not that many people are even going to show up. But it looked mm-hmm. like the bar was still open. I don't know if you could get mixed drinks. Maybe it was just bottles. I didn't I didn't treat myself to a drink. But other than that, I mean, it's kind of, you know, the standard with a lot of restaurants and a lot of other places around here. And each state, each theater, I'm sure, is going to be different, especially since, Cody, you go to Regal. Seth, you go to a Marcus. Like, these are different kind of offshoots than what I'm dealing with. And I'm going to a different theater next week. So I'd be curious to kind of almost re- reconnect and see what your guys' experiences along with my newer experience and kind of see how, you know, there's overlaps and maybe things that are falling through the cracks. Yeah, it'll be interesting to compare notes after we've been uh, – after we've all been. And, and I – I may, I haven't decided yet if I want to go see um, The New Mutants, which, a spoiler, that's what you saw. Um, so we'll hear later whether or not that's good, and, and if so, I, I'm, I'm still on the fence about whether or not I'm going to go to that this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, Seth, you're, you're still holding out for maybe, uh, you have a Monday showing of Tenet, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's yeah, correct. Yeah, so we'll hear on next week's show, uh, we'll, we'll definitely get Seth's perspective um, yeah. potentially mine as well. I'm not sure if I'll have made it to the theater by next week's show or not yet. And yeah, I'm, now, I'm, it's my birthday weekend. I'm seeing five movies this hell weekend. Hell yeah. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, another thing is, you know, aside from all of the safety stuff and, you know, the, the protocols they're following, we haven't been to, all, of, all three of us haven't been to a movie in almost six months now. Yeah. I was... In this weird, it's 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 like Christmas morning. It was that yeah. kind of jittery. It was the excitement. I was really excited to get there. I got there earlier than I normally do because I was like, I, I want to like get my seat. I want to explore. I want to you know just take this in. And Seth, you know, you had kind of said this, and I I, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get emotional. Like I got emotional. Like <laughs> seen because I do trailer talk on J Buck Live seeing these trailers just once and kind of on a small screen doesn't do anything justice and there was a couple new trailers that i saw like i thoroughly enjoyed just watching trailers uh-huh. on the big screen like morpheus or not morpheus uh morbius was the first trailer i've seen that like 25 times i loved it though because it's like getting back into that feel like mm-hmm. I, I, it was exciting it was it was almost emotional like in this happy but also like oh my god like this i used to do this three times a week mm-hmm. yeah. i haven't done like essentially it's maybe i'm a drug addict and i'm just getting my fix again um, <laughs> but it it was it was almost surreal because i'm like i'm finally doing this again mm-hmm. yeah was it strange like was it ever overwhelming because it you know it's it's a lot of, it's a lot to look at and a lot to listen to specifically the sound like you probably just haven't 
heard shit that loud mm-hmm. in a while. Was it ever? Was it overwhelming <laughs> at all? Were you like, oh my god, that's loud? Like, I don't know that. See, in the back of the theater, going, ah! I'd be like, like oh, turn it down, turn it down, turn it down, and then I'm like, hey, the coloring's not right. Where's Seth? I need to fix this because <laughs> he's always saying my coloring on my TV blows, which it it does. Um, I don't say it in that terms. I, I know, but I'm you know I'm saying it in I, my terms. I'm much nicer about it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, hey, you should probably fix this. That <laughs> is, I'm so glad he's doing that to you also because I know, I just know Seth is very very. Um, uh, into having everything set just right. Like you have uh, your, your ability to see those little differences in like TV settings. I don't, I don't know a single other person who has it like you. And I'm glad I don't. Cause yeah. Cause I never, I wouldn't notice if, yeah. if uh, someone's TV wasn't set up, oh, but you man. pick it up I, every time. I do it at, I mean, I've done it. I think I've done it probably at a dozen houses. Like <laughs> I do it all the time. Well, I'm glad he, wow. I'm glad you did because I was watching a movie the other day and I'm like, damn, this actually looks pretty good. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, he changed the settings. Um, yep. But it, I wouldn't say necessarily it was too loud, but there was, like, I don't think I had seen the new updated look at Tenant, the new trailer. Um, I don't know. I think they added a couple new scenes. But I almost stood up and cheered, like, yeah, Tenant. Yeah. I'm so excited for this because <laughs> I'm going to finally see that in a couple days. But it, it was kind of funny because I almost wanted it to be more of, like, a sporting event. Like, let's all cheer. Because, I, you know, I haven't been mm-hmm. in public ever anymore. Like, no one has. So it's kind of like, how do you act? Like, because – there's been some movies at home that I've been cheering at the screen, but now I'm in public. I'm like, can I do that? Can I not do that? Oh man, that the- just you, that just I hadn't thought of this yet, but you just triggered a fear in my mind because I've been pretty vocal at home mm-hmm. during the movies I'm watching, and I'm I'm worried I'm not gonna be able to turn that off now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that guy. And I'm usually pretty quiet in the theater, but Seth has been with me when I'm not, and it's not fun. Like, I, I'm not proud of it when I'm, I'm thinking of Halloween. I know you're thinking of Halloween also. Yeah. Um, I, and I drank a lot and was, was pretty rowdy during that one. But typically I'm pretty quiet, but I'm worried because you're right. I, I've been a little more vocal at home than I typically am. I'm worried I'm going to translate that over. But your theater stayed pretty quiet and courteous. Oh, yeah. Again, there was only five people. There was three singles and then a couple. Um so yeah, no one was really the only thing that really I could hear was the guy chomping a popcorn, and then you know the theater had been empty, so there was like a cricket somewhere. So um, I was like, well, this kind of enhances the nighttime scenes, but otherwise, I was like, someone needs to tell that guy to shut the fuck <laughs> someone up. Go step on that. <laughs> yeah, go, someone go step on him, please. Uh, I hope there's not a cricket in my theater. That's gonna yeah. that's gonna really upset me. Um, I don't deal well with crickets. You just remind. No, you don't. No, <laughs> no you don't. Um, that that just reminded me of now I'm gonna have to hear people eating again at the theater and with the napkins your favorite thing napkins eating opening candy I have a feeling you probably won't have to worry about that right away because I, I I don't know if a lot of people are willing to go get food yet yeah I am well give me that try and burger. stop me from getting. I, I don't know if you're going to get your burger. So I don't know if the, if the kitchen is going to be open, but I'll tell yeah. you this. You're not going to stop me from getting some fucking corn and nems. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that right goddamn now. My kitchen's open. They got the ordering thing up there. I can, I got, I go pick they it really... up. Yeah. That's, that's the best new thing. That's out of all of it. That's the best new thing is I can order my food on my phone, pick a time to go pick it up and, uh, don't have to talk to anyone. I'm, I'm really excited to hear that, how that goes. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And they even added actually, new I menu think, items. I think my theater actually added something like that also. I need to look into this. Um, I wanted to ask you, Jared, about your AMC A-list, because we might have some listeners that are on that. Are you now being charged again for that? When did that start, or how does that work? Um, I'd have to look up the specifics, but I think it just started kicking in now, or maybe it's Labor Day weekend when everything is kind of open, because right now they're kind of doing a staggered release of opening theaters up again. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a bunch of details. They sent out a very detailed email of, hey, you're going to start getting charged now. The price that you're paying right now will not increase until I think it was, oh, God, don't quote me. I think September 2021. So you get another year of this pricing, but more than likely it's going to go up. Um, they also kind of incentivize people by coming back in. I think, Seth, you even mentioned that you got some rewards on your theater, but mm-hmm. AMC, I think, gave everyone $10 in uh, rewards. So, like, when you go, you know, spend them or use them. Um, I think points right now are kind of doubled, I think. Um, and then also the monthly membership no longer counts towards your points um, because that was how I was racking up points. I don't typically buy concessions or anything. Um, Mm -hmm. but I would get like, you know, every month, essentially a $5 reward. So I think, yeah, a list and everything's kind of staying the same. They moved a few things around, but probably in a year, the landscape, the pricing, who knows, maybe, you know, bigger cities, it's going to kind of scale like movie pass did where bigger cities are going to be, you know, $20 or like they're going to have a $10 premium or I don't know. I I mean, the thing is it's a hell of a deal. $20 for essentially 12 movies a month. Um, Mm -hmm. that's, yeah, that's pretty cheap. Yeah. I can tell you from my, from my standpoint with Regal, I have the, uh, Regal unlimited pass and they're telling me that they're going to, their next charge for me is going to be October 9th. So it seems like they're going to restart once I think once the majority of their theaters open, that's when they're going to restart the charge and you could cancel if you want. Um, but if you're going then yeah, it's a screaming deal. It's like 20, for me, it's like $22. And in addition to getting unlimited tickets, I also get um, uh, 10% off all my concessions. And then and then I get a bunch of points because I buy corn and nems like every time I go. <laughs> so I end up with a ton of, uh, of points. And then, so if I want to take my girlfriend or someone else with me to the theater, I typically have a free movie ticket um, available to use. So those are, those are sweet. It'll be interesting to see how they change um, to your point that, you know, they, they may adjust those increased price or, or whatever um, because there's going to be less people actually using them and coming to buy concessions. So it'll be interesting to see how that changes as a result of all this. Seth, did you say you're going to five movies this weekend? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are they all, do you want to tell us what they are? Are they all new sure. or are you seeing some classics? Or? They're all new. Um, I'm seeing tomorrow, um, New Mutants, Saturday, Unhinged. And the I think it's the personal history of David Copperfield. I think that's what it's called. Um, uh, words words on bathroom walls on Sunday, and then Monday tenant. So I guess weekend into Monday. Wow, wow! You're gonna be you'll be you'll be the only guy in the theater most of the day on Saturday. <laughs> I'm like um, we there's... opened, but no one's coming. And then I'll be like, well, here comes Seth. <laughs> We'll get the burgers on the grill. <laughs> Yo, um, booger, sir. There's at least one person, one other person at Hin- Unhinged, I think. Um, there's a decent amount of people. There's probably 10 of us um, currently uh, with tickets for New Mutants. And then Tenet has uh, probably a dozen people in it right now. 
So, Jared, the question, I guess, ultimately, and I think this is what, what the listeners at home want to hear, too. Um, you did express some concern over a packed theater just using every other row, that that might potentially put people too close. But with exception to that in general, did you feel safe? And were you able to have an enjoyable time, stress-free, at the theater? Did you feel like you had a good experience overall and that you're going to continue to go back to the theater for the movies you want to see? Yeah, I think when I first walked in, I didn't know what to expect. And then once I got my ticket, once I used the restroom, once I sat down and kind of got the lay of the land of how the theater set up, I'm like, it's just going and seeing a movie. You know, sure, I have to wear a mask, but I'm like, this is no different than what I've been doing the years prior. Um, I mean, mind you, I washed my hands right after just to be safe, but otherwise, you know, nothing changed. (laughs) Yeah. And so you're sitting there. I imagine, you know, two hours plus is probably longer than you've spent in a mask uh, for the most part at one time. I mean, for me, you're just sitting there. So to me, it doesn't seem like it's going to be that much of an inconvenience. But like you're sitting there wearing a mask. Were you uncomfortable for that long and wearing the mask? I think the only thing is you you start to uh, maybe in parts of movies that drag you start to notice how bad potentially your breath smells and that that's <laughs> that's where I was at I was like oh god I gotta brush my teeth I should eat well, there you go. before going to the movie yeah get it get uh, extra <laughs> onions on those burgers oh that's oh, wow. nasty that is uh, wow 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 that's good. So Seth, do you feel you obviously you feel fine about going? <laughs> going tickets. I'm not even going to wear pants. I feel so comfortable with it. There you go. There you go. Well, I, I can tell you th- this makes me feel a little bit better, and I, I think it'll be interesting to see for me because my Regal is kind of the one, uh, the one major theater in town. So I expect there's going to be more people here than than you saw at yours. Um, but I, I, I do think I'll maybe try and get over there this weekend just to see how it is. Um, and a lot of that's gonna gonna hinge on on the review you're gonna give us later for New Mutants, um, but we shall see. So there you go, folks. Uh, Jared went to the movie theater and lived to tell the tale. Um, if you have if you have questions about Jared's theater experience, you can hit him up on Twitter at Jared Buckendall, and uh, I'm sure he'll want to tell you all about it. Yeah, if I, if I'm not back next week, we might have to uh, what put out a redaction of this episode of what you yeah. just said. <laughs> If, if you're not back, then I'm definitely not going to be back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you, you, you'll know before me. <laughs> it's going to be a really somber episode 159 next week where I'll be alone, and it'll be the um, the eulogies of my dear friends. Yeah. And um, then you have to do the honestly, Colo show from now on. The Colo show. Yeah, you guys just need to be really careful because um, I don't want this audio to be used on the news later. Yeah. Um, like podcasters say it's safe to go to theaters, then get sick. Uh, I just don't want to be that example. So like, just be careful out there. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, if you've been out to the theater, um, it seems like a lot of places are opening up this weekend. Uh, we want to know what your, what your experiences are like and what your feelings are about the theater as well. So hit us up on Facebook or on Twitter at SoCo show pod. Let us know about your theater experiences. Um, and also what movies you're seeing, because it's been interesting to see how, um, different the offerings are in several places. Depending on what chain you go to, you might see different classics. A lot of places are getting New Mutants this week. Tenet seems like very sporadic based on where that's... seems like a lot of places are getting that, like on Monday, other places later in the week. So um, keep us up to date. Let us know what you guys are experiencing out there in the field. Maybe we'll share some stories if there are some. Uh, it'd be a good thing to leave us a voicemail about too. Uh, share, your, share us your theater stories so that the other listeners can learn from your experiences and decide whether or not they want to go 
and see their movies. Uh, that's Jared. Uh, you you always handle it well. Um, in fact, actually, I think this might have been your first time. But uh, you stood strong and you you told the truth, the nothing but the truth, uh, here in Kyle's court. <clears throat> there you go. Do you feel relaxed now that you're off the stand? Very relaxed. I can I can now uh, loosen up that butthole. There you go. Yeah, make sure you get that. <laughs> loosen up that butthole. Yeah, <laughs> let um, that poop shoot go. Wow, there poop we go. Poop shoot um, boogie. Jesus. Okay, I got to cut that stuff off right now. Uh, let's switch out of the movie theater talk, and uh, we're actually going to look at a little bit of television. We've got a sneak peek coming up in the TV corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in a all right, so like we talked about, Seth and Jared spent uh, a lot of time in a van uh, waiting to get to Amazon Prime headquarters <laughs> so that they could get their hands on an early uh, an early release of uh, one of Amazon's big shows. A lot of attention on season two of this one. Uh, what'd you guys think? What can folks look forward to here? So season two, um, I'm newer to uh, the boys than Seth. He He's always on top of these TV shows before I am. I binged through the first season, well, and I think... What's not that? anymore with all your Netflix yeah. things you've been getting. Early screeners. <laughs> um, so the boys season two or season one ends in a unique place. It definitely, you know, there's a, there's questions set up and season two kind of is like, this is what we're going to do. And I think basically if you're any fan of the first season, you're going to very much enjoy this second season. It's it's everything that people, I think, adored of the first one. You know, the, the superhero kind of almost celebrity comparisons and whatnot, this weird world, the group of ragtag people with the Butcher and Huey and what, Mother's Milk, I think, and Frenchie and all them. Um, but then also we're getting some more superheroes in the seven that kind of shake things up. One of the big ones is Stormfront, who is in the trailer she's very much kind of this hardcore kind of you know she's kind of a social media icon i guess seth because she's like Mm -hmm. uh she's very like uh in depth on memes and uh instagram live yep instagram live and stuff but she also has like she's hardcore like she's very much you know brutal has this side to her um and very much kind of brings a new dynamic to the show but also the seven and the structure of that but also i think we uh Seth, would you say we got a, a decent look at kind of more of the superhero day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely get more of a look at the... Um, they focus a lot on how really, like, the superheroes are kind of celebrities in this world. So they, they make a bigger deal out of that and really talk more about um, issues and, and stand, you know, kind of social stuff, social issue, issue stuff. Um, so they kind of talk more about that, which is, you know, of course, a, a big topic relevant now and has been relevant for, you know, a big been in the news, you know, all year as as something that people have to make, you know, uh, stands about and, and, you know, make comments about. And so they do the same thing here with like and by people, I mean, like celebrities and things like that. Um, and same thing here. Um, they, they talk about that in the show. Um, but, yeah, it's I, they talk a lot about a relevant a lot about relevant issues, but it's also. Um, a super well done superhero show as if you know again if, if we were living in a world of superheroes I think this is how kind of how it would be um, which is a part of season one that I'm glad that they explored more here in season two um, 
yeah, I in terms of what Jared was saying, I agree that if you like season one, you like season two even more. I I personally did. I thought season two was better. Um, I, I as as I've talked about, I hate origin stuff. I'm not a I, I don't hate it, I guess, but it's my least favorite part about superhero stuff is origin. And now that we're past that, um, I really really liked it um, because I I I know these characters. I'm invested in them, in them now. Um, and then they added a few new characters, um, like Jared said, Stormfront. Um, really, I, I really like that character a lot. I mean, definitely is a character who, um, at this point that you meet her, is our, it, you know, like you know that she's established as a hero in terms of like her powers and things like that. Uh, but then there's also a lot of depth to her as well. So, um, great additions with new characters and expanding more on the on the other ones as well. I liked I like season two quite a bit more. Mm-hmm. And and I'm glad that you mentioned like, hey, we don't waste any time for kind of you know easing you into this world, easing you into these characters. It's just kind of, hey, this is where we're picking up from season one, and we're just gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also uh, some some smaller, I wouldn't say side characters, but you know smaller roles that definitely you know hit and add more to this world. You know, uh, Gian is it Giancarlo Esposito? Mm-hmm. Um, he is. Yeah, yeah, uh, he is essentially kind of a higher up uh, executive, I guess, at Vought, and you get more insight into essentially Compound V and uh, what what the going ons at Vought are. But then we also get um, kind of a almost side story of you know the deep. You know, he was part of the mm-hmm. Seven, but then he's kind of off doing his own thing during at the end of season one. So we get a lot of what what he's going on. I would say that some story beats with him and a few other story threads that are set up, I think, um, were a little weak. Um, but overall, man, I, I love this second season. I'm curious to see, I mean, they've already greenlit a third one. So I'm curious on where the hell that one is going to go and what kind of other shenanigans, um, are going to ensue. Plus, uh, Seth, I don't think we really touched on it. We kind of implied, but this is a very brutal, gruesome mm-hmm. season at times. Yeah. Super gory. I mean, there's some pretty, pretty crazy stuff that they do in the season, and they don't pull their punches on the gore, um, which apparently is is pretty in line with the comic books too. The the comic books are pretty gory and get pretty raunchy, um, which is a fun word. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, no, it, it, the same thing with the boys here in the in the show. They a ton of gore and uh, will go some pretty extreme places. There's one scene in particular where both Jared and I were both screaming and speechless at the same time because of what was going on. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, they, they, they definitely had a better budget this season in terms of effects and also gore. Uh, they stepped up their game past even what season one did. Is there, um, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I feel like I saw in the lead up to season two that there was some additional star power in the cast. Uh, I don't remember there being big stars in the first season, but I think that did they add some star power in the second season? Um, n- not really. I mean, Giancarlo Esposito. Um, that's probably okay. yeah. That's probably the only name talent. I mean, the Stormfront girl, uh, Aya Cash. I believe. I don't never even heard of her before. But she, again, kind of Seth, what you had said. I really enjoyed her. She mm-hmm. reminded me of a badass Jenny Slate. Yeah, kinda. Mm-hmm. You know what? You guys should watch. Um, that has Aya Cash in it because I know who that is. Uh, you're the worst on FX. No, you're the it's, worst. It's only like three or four seasons, and I love that show. I'm the only one I know that's ever watched it. Um, so if you like Daya Cash from from the boys, uh, then you may like her. And you're the worst. You're the worst is an interesting show. Everyone's not going to like it, but um, but yeah, I did. That's that's exactly what I was remembering. I had seen her name, 
and uh, and to me, I know who she is. So I, I thought that they were adding other popular people, but the rest of the cast in here. So I, I've heard a lot said about you know how how gruesome it is, how funny it is. You know, it's irreverent. It's a different take on. But I, I never hear any mention of of the cast or the acting in this. Is it um, is it that is it that it's not as good, or is it that it maybe just doesn't matter because the show does most of the most of its own work? I mean, I don't know, Seth. You go ahead. Yeah. I, I I mean, I don't think anyone's particularly bad, or I mean, they're all they're all good enough. Um, I mean, it's not like the show's never going to win. You know, none of the actors in the show are probably ever going to win an Emmy, you know, or anything like that. But mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's good enough. You know, it's 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 what they need for the show. And I think I think the characters are very charactery, you know, like they all kind of are exaggerated and, and um, all like lean into something like their quirks or personality traits or whatever. And they, they're for the most part, I'd say pr- pretty one dimensional in terms of what they're, eh, well, some, some characters aren't, I would say, I would say they're, they're, they're definitely like, especially like the superheroes when they're being superhero, either very, you know, um, yeah, I'm a superhero, you know, kind of that type of thing. And then when they're doing their re- like their real self, so they're not one dimensional in terms of that, but like they're very just very character, very characterized. I would say. I like this. Um, this is something that I've had on my list for a while, especially with season two coming up. Um, so I am, uh, especially since since you guys are giving season two such a nice review, I'm gonna try to catch up with this. Um, so folks out there who maybe haven't started the boys yet and are looking to get caught up. Um, season one is right now available on Amazon Prime. When can folks expect uh, a wide release of season two? December eighteenth. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, wrong, sir. <laughs> you, I award you no points. Um, <laughs> so I think what my understanding is the first three episodes come out this coming weekend, uh, lead up to Labor Day. You know, September fourth. And then I think every Friday they're releasing one or maybe two. I don't know. It's a weird what? schedule. Yeah. Now, Amazon doesn't do that. They don't? They release everything at once? Normally they release everything at once. Okay. Well, maybe maybe everyone that's been I've been talking to is feeding me full of shit because they said, that yeah, the first three episodes and then it's going weekly. Huh. Well, maybe well, this is just the first time they're doing that. I mean, we got to see the whole thing, so that's pretty Spoiler. awesome. Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder... So Seth, if if it, if this is the way, if if Amazon's going to try to do this new now, uh-huh. I'm thinking about like Maisel for you. Is that going to be an issue for you if Maisel's no. coming out week to week, or would you prefer I, it that way? I I like it. I I like having the week to week thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think Friday is an odd day though? No, no. Gives okay. people the weekend to watch it. Mandalorian coming out on Friday was awesome. Yep. I loved that last fall. I enjoyed that a lot. Um, so the show is The Boys, season one available right now on Amazon Prime. Uh, season two coming up um, starting next week, starting Labor Day weekend on Amazon Prime as well. Uh, so catch up with that. It's getting a thumbs up. Season one and season two getting an even bigger thumbs up from Jared and from Seth this week in the TV corner. Television! Down on the corner. Nobody puts baby in the corner. The boys. Wow, that's, that's, that's the fucking case. Um, the first three come out on the fourth, and then it's weekly after that until the ninth of October. So there you go. Hell yeah! <laughs> God, so you guys are months ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we don't have to watch anything till November. 
<laughs> you might be right. The final episode might actually drop on December 18th at that rate. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Wow. You feel special, Seth, since you got it I do. In advance. I do feel a little special. Well, and also, yeah, Cody, I don't know if you were on the call, but yeah, we, we get the whole season. Everyone else only got three episodes. <laughs> Oh wow! So you're you're the like the only ones who saw yeah, that. Yeah, we're like we're probably like one of. Well, I'm sure people at the studios and stuff. We're probably one of probably less than a hundred people. Yeah, that have seen less, yeah. all eight episodes. That's pretty cool. That is crazy. Okay, so it's eight episodes. Um, you have a review yet out on this, or when can folks expect the season two review? Uh, it's already posted. I think it was uh, Monday. I dropped it this last uh, couple a couple days ago. Sweet, sweet. Now, so if you're looking for uh, a review of the boys of the whole entire season, you're probably not going to find it many other places than on the YouTube. Jared Buckendall. So make sure that you're going out there, checking out the entire season review of the boys before you dive in and uh, hitting the subscribe button and the like button while you're over there. Um, not only for, for things like the boys, but also for the SoCo live shows that are coming up on the J-Buck channel. You don't want to miss those. Um, so there's a mid-episode plug for you, Jared. Now I kind of want. Now I'm kind of wor- like wondering if maybe they'll change some things between now and then. Like maybe edit some stuff. Which if I should watch them and see if there's any differences. Th- that's exactly how I feel about Lovecraft Country as well. Hmm. I might do that. I might at least kind of. It, it, like, it seemed pretty finished though. Yeah. I mean, it was very like it had all the effects and everything. Um, but I still might check them out and see just uh, if there's any differences. That's that. Yeah. That'll that'll be interesting. And I like the season, so I'll watch, watch the last two episodes are completely different. Yeah. <laughs> you reminded me, Jared, I need to catch up on episode two of Lovecraft Country. I, I need to Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Um, what was your, what were, um, you know, uh, what's a quick review of episode two? Is it one you really enjoyed? Is it more of a filler? What, what can folks who haven't seen episode two yet look forward to? So yeah, Lovecraft Country uh, doing weekly reviews over on the channel. Um, I've seen the first five episodes, and I will say that this episode, for myself, I know a lot of people in the comments and whatnot very much praised it. They love the kind of switch up. Um, you find out that this show is maybe a little bit more anthology-based in this second episode. It it doesn't really play into what is set up in the first episode. Um, same characters and everything like that, but it does seem to kind of take a different overall tone and vibe. Um, if you do watch season or episode two and are turned off, don't worry because every episode is essentially different um, in its in its tone and almost like kind of lesson or theme and whatnot. Um, it's it's tough to explain without you know giving spoilers of the upcoming episodes. But if you are turned off by episode two, don't worry. Jump into three and four and five because they get more on track. I think with episode one. I like it. This is awesome. Um, I love anthologies, so that's not going to turn me off at all, but it is a good thing to know going in. So I'm glad mm-hmm. that we had a chance to chat about this because it would have been kind of jarring. Yeah, uh, it's it's were, like a light a it it's like a light anthology because it does still have like a through line, but it does its own thing, which is I guess how the book is set up. This is interesting. This makes me want to get out there uh, maybe maybe after the show uh, I'll be able to catch episode 2 of Lovecraft Country and get caught up. And when I do, I'm going to head over to the YouTube. Jared Buckendall. And week to week, if you don't know yet, week to week episodes, or not episode, single episode reviews are dropping on the J-Buck Studios channel. So if you're going to keep up and uh, you want to have all the all the theories, all the 
you know, breakdowns of each episode. Uh, keep up with JB over on the YouTube channel. Let's switch gears here and jump over to the movies side of things. We've got five uh, films to chat about in this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right, Seth, we're going to start with you on this week's reviews. We've got a comedy special uh, that came out on HBO. Yes. <laughs> do you want to do you want to tell us what you thought of it? What'd no, I'm I'm good. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Um, yes, Beth Stelling. That's her name. Um, I, I had to confirm. I, for whatever reason, I couldn't remember her last name. Um, but she... Uh, I didn't really know much about her um, going into this. Um, sounds like she has done a lot of writing and stuff um, and has had a few stand-up things come out. But um, I hadn't heard much about her. And I heard her on a podcast, um, one that I've been liking lately, called Take Your Shoes Off with Rick Glassman, who's another stand-up and uh she was on there and they were funny and had a good rapport so she was on there to promote her special on hbo max and so i was like you know what screw it i'll give it a shot um and i really enjoyed it it was uh her her comedy is is i'm trying to think in terms of like her delivery she's very like she'll kind of do like a weird voice after she she says like a punchline or so she'll kind of like you know like that type of stuff um, like she'll yeah. like do her punchline yeah. and be like, actually, ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> you did her laugh pretty. That's actually a solid impression of her. laugh. <laughs> um, so she kind of does that, like does some weird voices and things like that. But I, I think she's funny. She's got some really funny stuff. Um, she, in this special called girl daddy, um, she talks a lot about, um, like the me too stuff, but does it in a different way, um, than, you know, kind of just straight, straight on. She kind of, um, comes about it in, I don't know. I, I guess what I'm looking for is she, she doesn't, it, it's not like the whole thing of like being girl power, but at the same time, like she, she kind of puts it and tries to do it in more like of a encompass everyone way, like explain it to everyone, but it's still funny. I don't know. It's, She's she's not like too heavy, like not too heavy handed with it, but it's still mm-hmm. making a point. I guess that's probably the best way to describe it. Um, it's, not, it's like she's not necessarily just like going for one side. She's she's you know I don't know it, it, trying trying to come at it from a relatable angle, I guess. But um, which I don't know if that even makes any sense. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then she talks she talks uh, about a lot about like sex and talks a lot about. Um, like, uh, I guess, like, people getting, like, marriage, her her thoughts about marriage and stuff like that. So she she talked about in the interview with Rick Glassman about how she, a lot of women stand-ups don't, don't necessarily talk about, um, talk about sex or things like that in, um, it, like kind of like how guys do like she she, sure. she she like how it's like unfair how guys can talk about sex in like a like cool way but girls can't you know and so she she does that she does that and like she she tries she not tries but she does talk about it in you know like the the way that kind of guys do but in her own way and it's funny like it, i don't know it's all it's all pretty smart writing um I think all all of her all of the way she navigates everything is really smart, and it's funny, and uh, I like her style, just her her overall stage presence. So, I enjoyed it. I would I would say check it out. It's about an hour long on HBO Max. 
There you go. This is Beth Stelling, uh, Girl Daddy. So I I was aware of Beth Stelling for a while because I actually have a friend here named Cole who is a fellow comic and got to open for her when she oh, nice. was in town. Uh, this was a year or two ago. And so he talks about her a lot. He, he thinks she's amazing. And so I, I've just been kind of vaguely aware of her. And I've been seeing her a lot. I follow Whitney Cummings on... Mm-hmm. Um, on Instagram, and she's been hanging out with a lot of co- uh, comics lately, and Beth Stelling was one of them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, because she's making the rounds to promote her special, I had seen a couple clips of her. I like her a lot. I I, I understand what you're trying to describe yeah. uh, with the way she talks about sex and relationships, and it is. It I think it's an apt comparison to say that it's like it's kind of like a guy would, mm-hmm. um, in a way that's refreshing. I like her a lot, um, and I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna go find this special. Um, I actually didn't know she was bringing a special out. I had just I had just happened to seen a bunch of clips of her and didn't put that together. Um, but I was. Did you guys happen to see any of that? Um, I think it was at uh, Whitney Cummings' house. They had a bunch of of comics. Um, Taylor Tomlinson was there. Ron Funches, um, Beth Stelling was there, um, and it was a bunch of comics that gave the uh, gave a show to themselves. And I guess it was a way for them to like stay fresh. Did any of you guys see clips or anything from this on like Instagram? Uh-uh. I missed it. It was pretty cool. It was interesting because they they did COVID testing when they brought everyone in. So it was safe. Uh, they still kept their distance. They did masks and things. Uh, Melissa Villasenor was there also. <laughs> um, and it just looked really cool. It was almost like watching the basketball all-star game. Where you're like, okay, I know that player and that player and that player and that and that player, and they're all playing together on the same court, which you don't see as, as often. Uh, so it was kind of fun. I, I don't know that you can go watch the sets, but I saw lots of just clips and uh, Instagram things about that. So uh, it was pretty fun to see that, and you know, glad to hear that that those folks are staying fresh, so that when we're ready to open back up for major shows, then they'll be ready for that as well. So uh, anyway. Uh, Beth Stelling's special, you can catch this on HBO Max right now. It's called Girl Daddy, and it gets a thumbs up from Seth. So you're going to want to go check that one out. Jared, uh, I hope you've got a glass of water next to you because you're about to talk for a while. <laughs> I've got a Red <laughs> Bull. Getting, Let's do this. <laughs> we're getting our money's worth out of Jared, um, and we're leaning on you <laughs> heavily because you've got access to all these early things, and we didn't have much to talk about this week. So we're about to get um, previews into four movies that uh, are either coming out this weekend or actually, I think in every case they're coming out. This <laughs> so, um, so a little bit of a of a preview. We should get a preview sounder. I'm gonna work on that. Um, a sneak peek preview spoiler. Or uh, it's coming right for, for us. <laughs> yeah, ha, that's a really good one. Where's that one at? Uh, here we go. It's coming right for us. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We'll keep that one. We got some movies that Holy are shit. releasing. Are releasing this weekend, and uh, Jared has gotten to see them early. So let's start with this one, Jared. Um, we have Get Duked, and I think this is is this is this from from Britain? Is this an English movie, or where is this where is this coming out of? I think it's Britain, Scotland. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, basically, it 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 sound it, it was familiar to Sing Street. So whatever okay. language so that is. I, I think they're they're Irish, I think. Okay, let's go with that. Where, where, where's where's the Duke of Edinburgh? Is that Ireland? Scotland? 
Okay, we'll go uh, Scotland. En- then. Yeah, Edinburgh's in Scotland, so maybe it's Scotland. Okay, okay, it's Scot- it's Scotland then. Um anyways, yeah, this movie's called Get Duked. It's coming from Amazon Studios landing on the platform this Friday, or I guess when the- when this comes out, right? Yeah. Um This today. Yeah, this today. Um it was I think their original title was Boys in the Woods, but they changed it to Get Duked. Um But yeah, uh essentially the the setup of this is Every year they do this kind of Duke of Edinburgh uh, kind of – it's more of – it's like a teenage Boy Scout type thing where, you know, they take a handful of kids, put them out in the wilderness. They have to survive, and if they make it from point A to point B in like two days because there's a stop in between, they get the Duke of Edinburgh uh, like award or crown or, or badge or something like that. Um, but essentially – they do this with uh, kind of degenerate kids. So three of the kids are friends. One is, you know, kind of the pyromaniac. One of them is just a complete F up. And then the other one is like a, a wannabe hip hop artist, um, very much kind of, you know, carries that persona with him and whatnot. And they're all friends. But then the th- there's a fourth member who is like the the goody two shoes like by the book boy scout so you can see how the dynamic clash is there and the the counselor kind of just leaves him and it says hey go do your thing i'll see you in two days the the three of them they they don't know how to obviously survive and then they find out that there is a handful of people that are dressed up as the duke that are essentially hunting them and it's this weird kind of mixture of like hot fuzz, uh, ready or not, and the hunt almost, where it's hmm. they're trying to take these degenerates, degenerate kids, and they're getting rid of them by therefore making the population better by getting weeding out the bad kids. So that's why all of these, and and it's kind of set up where. It, there's all these missing signs of these kids and there's all these older people saying oh it's dangerous out there you better not worry so it's these four kids who three of them complete mess ups don't know how to survive out in the woods this other one kind of you know ushering them through this while these people are hunting them and you can see how this you know very much brings up all these sorts of shenanigans and kind of fun situations that these characters get into and then there's also this added element of a local police station who where the hot fuzz kind of comes into because it's european police and they're like looking for this very low level criminal and then now they're like looking for this like terrorist or this other person because they're getting phone calls from these kids in this uh kind of select uh in in the hills when they barely have any uh, cell service so you can see how it's kind of you know uh, this this fun trip of these characters uh you know, the, the group of dynamic is fun, but then also them running away from this other, you know, force that's after them and kind of the reasoning behind it. You know, the story plays out in a way where you you find out that there's potentially more going on than than what is initially set up or initially revealed. Um, I, I would say that the humor doesn't like it's not like laugh like uh jokes like set up joke set up joke it's more funny situations and how the characters have to react to these situations um yeah overall i think it was just a fun movie there are some things you know artistical choices where you know the hip-hop hip-hop artist dude kind of like meets up with some like hill i wouldn't say hillbilly but just like 
farmers in the hills and they have like a a concert i don't know it's very goofy and weird at times um but i think the biggest thing is i have a hard time with that accent i think it's Mm -hmm. again scottish and i even compared it to sing street so maybe watch it with subtitles if you're gonna watch it because like half the stuff i'm like i don't know what you were saying i'm so sorry um but yeah it it was fun I, i i think that mixture of the hunt ready or not and hot fuzz is a good encapsulation of kind of what this movie is that sounds pretty cool um i thought it was interesting you said you know these these kids are out there lost in the woods they don't know what they're doing and this guy's hunting them so obviously they get they get into some shenanigans and i was like well that doesn't sound like shenanigans that sounds like a thriller or a horror movie so it was it's it's like a dark comedy horror vibe movie i guess pixar yeah but because it's very self-aware okay but 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 in general it's a lighter tone like it's not meant to frighten no 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 no. like obviously there are horror elements but it's very much more of a dark comedy Mm -hmm. did you i guess you know, we've seen thrillers where people hunt people through the woods or whatever. But in this case, being that they made it a little more irreverent, a little more goofy, funny, did you appreciate that about it? Do you think they, uh, to, to take a phrase from the British folks, uh, did they take the piss out of it enough for you? Or would you have preferred they stuck to the thriller um, origin of the setup? Uh, if I think they kind of did. They could have gone, like, really drastic. It doesn't get into slapsticky, but it definitely is, like, you know, goofy, self-aware, and whatnot. Um, hopefully that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, keep an eye out for this one. Uh, it's called Get Duked. Where can folks see this, Jared? Amazon Prime Video. There you go. Prime Video. Prime Video. Check this out now. Get Duked. You may also see it referred to as Boys in the Wood. Uh, which Boys in the Woods. <laughs> yeah, because I think they were trying to do Boys in the Hood, but... Yeah. Boys yeah, in the yeah, wood. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what you were watching at first, Jared. You were talking about boys in the woods. I know. I know. And that's the thing and... is now the FBI has my search history. Yeah. They don't call you Jared <laughs> fuck them all, buck them all for nothing. Nope. Those were oh, my olden wow. days, man. I've moved on past that. But uh, check out my OnlyFans. There you I go. really like feet. All that and more over on yeah. OnlyFans.com slash Jared Buckendall. Uh, I actually changed it. Uh, I changed it. It's a buck naked 69. There you go. Ah, there you go. And buck 69. naked. 69. And if you pay him extra, he'll uh, he'll say this. Oh, mummy. There you go. was <laughs> <laughs> that? Wow. That whole bit, you had sounders for everything. <laughs> I, I've got my Jared Buggendahl coverage pretty pretty well done here. I can I can make you say a lot. I can do pretty well with Seth too. But um I have more I'd have more noises from Seth than I do I just yeah. have phrases from you. Um but it's all you guys just keep providing me with good shit. I don't know what to tell you. So, uh, Get Duked, as we said, is available on Amazon Prime. Go and check that one out. And the second one, Jared, um, is called Centigrade. I don't know much about this. So you're going to need... I I typically try to have a a witty setup for you. I don't have one here because I don't know about this movie. Centigrade. Um, So, to be honest... I was bored and just sent an email to IFC and they sent me the movie. So I was like, okay, I'll I'll watch a movie. I got nothing else to do in this three hour period. So um, this movie is, um, it's called Centigrade. It takes place in Norway, I believe, in 2002. Um, It said, 
from the very get-go, it says based on true events, and then after doing more research, it's based on 10 different stories, and they take elements from each one. So this exact story does not actually happen, but pieces of it happen in multiple stories. So essentially, this movie just opens up, and it's like, boom, go. Um, You're introduced to a couple, and they had fallen asleep in a vehicle and wake up in a snowstorm. Um, they were traveling to their hotel. You find out that she is an author and he's the husband just kind of going along with the ride. Um, and she's pregnant, but they fall asleep in the car. There's a blizzard. They're essentially snowed in. And then a snowplow goes by and buries the car. Um, so then it's this kind of fight for it's, it's like a survival horror movie where it's them being like, okay, we have enough food to last x amount of days after that do we stay in here and know that we can keep you know almost like an igloo you know stay inside we're going to use our own body heat you know there's candles because we have a survival kit do we stay here as long as we can potentially waiting to fight out this snowstorm and the ice and everything to melt or do we say f it break the window try to dig out and walk the they they say that they're 50 miles from their hotel so either get out and try to break it to survive like make it to survival but there's that risk of dying so it's very much that conundrum of one person wants to do x one person wants to do the other x or y i guess i don't know math anymore um (laughs) so you can see how that being being in a situation where starvation water uh, resources are running low and the different buddy like budding ideology or like methods of survival come into play and they very much get at one another um there's a lot of wrinkles in this and i think that this was a tense movie um it's it's shot in just the car so i think that it was i kind of compared it to i've never seen Locke, but isn't that strictly in a vehicle as well but then also ryan reynolds buried where it's a very confined space and I thought that the camera worked or, or the camera work for this was pretty spot on. It makes you feel like you're very close in this vehicle. It's them bumping into each other a lot. It's, it, it, it would suck. Um, and then, like I said, there's a lot of added wrinkles. Um, I, I won't spoil anything, but there's a lot more that kind of happens to them in this however many days they, they are there. Um, and, I, and I think that the way that they framed stuff from the story of kind of like for example, if you spill water and you only have one cup of water, that's going to really screw up a lot of things. Um, mm-hmm. So the tension of little mishaps in in a situation where resources are scarce, uh, I, I thought it was very tense how they kind of frame that. Just a simple thing as spilling a cup of water. Um, I, I don't think that this story really has too much depth. I mean, it's like, boom, you're in a car. A lot of things kind of keep ramping up. And the last third kind of lost me because I'm like, okay, we, we've already done everything you can possibly run. Like any sort of roadblock you could run into, we've already seen it. Um, but it keeps going. I, I think it was an, an intriguing, interesting thing where it took all of these elements of stories and combined it into this other, you know, single story of all of these elements cool cool setup you know survival horror I, I, it kind of makes you think of like what would you do in this situation um but i don't think that this is one you should rush out to um it's interesting for sure and it very much is kind of you know that moral conundrum of if you're lived with if you're with a loved one in a vehicle 
who who do you listen to? Who's what 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 way are you gonna go? Are you gonna stay or are you gonna go? This is this is a movie I've been I've been talking with uh, with my girlfriend Gina about movies that I don't want to watch with her, and this sounds like one of those because yeah like I don't think this is it. <laughs> Oh, so there is a, um, I can't remember what it was called, but there's a book where this happens, um, that I read in like high school, I think. Um, really? And I think it's a really fascinating, I can't remember what that one's called. It might be called, I want to say Buried, but I know that's the Ryan Reynolds movie. Um, Honestly, but it's, it might it's a similar be, setup. it might be because this woman in the story is an author, um, and and obviously it's based on true events, so I'm wondering if that story is actually this or part of this, you know, because they took ten different stories um, or true life events and combined it into this single movie. Yeah, I'm gonna have a hard time. I'll, I'll try to figure that out later. But I've read a book, and I think that's a really really interesting setup. And I'm glad that you compared it to Ryan Reynolds is buried because I really like that movie, even though it absolutely gave me anxiety because I'm already claustrophobic. <laughs> Um, but this is a really interesting setup to me and it sounds like it's relatively minimal, um, in a way that is cool. So this is attractive. You said that it's set in Norway. Is it American produced or is it foreign? Do we, is there language issues or anything like nope, that? Nope. Nope. I think that, you know, these people, uh, it, I think it's American produced all that. It's just set in Norway at that time because these two people are doing kind of the woman is the author and she's doing a book to her. So that's why they're across sea or overseas is they're doing a book to her. That's right. That's right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. And also, yeah, there's another thing I completely forgot. It's it's 2002, so cell phones exist, but they're not that great. So you can see how that potentially, mm. you know, throws in uh, another wrinkle into things or an interesting uh, look at things. Here's here's a question. Um, the J Squad here, which for those at home, that's what we refer to the three of ourselves as. Um, <laughs> if the J Squad is stuck in the Corolla in the snow. What are we gonna do? Like, what would you guys want to do? I say that um, Jared and I urinate on you and then push you out the window so you can melt the snow. <laughs> wow. Well, that. Uh, oh God. I, I guess I, that sounds hot. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is like, how much piss do we got? That's that's the thing. Um, no, I think like all seriousness, it'd be like how many, re- how much resources do we have? And if we're gonna be in that car for like seven days, think about the smell. Like the smell is gonna be all bad. the poops, uh, all the poops and all the pee. Yeah, I I actually thought about that when you're doing the review. It's like I think the rule would be, uh, you would hope that the car you're in has the fold down seats, and then you 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 do ones and twos in the trunk and then just close the close the seat. Because that's yeah. not gonna yeah. if you have a bunch of twos in your trunk, like you're gonna be smelling those fumes, and I think that's pretty bad for you to be yeah, like around doo doo. Would you rather deuce in the in the car? I mean I mean no, yeah, I you think, all you... and this would be my suggestion. Um leave. Like that would be my and and I don't know, we're we're leaving the movie now because I don't want you to give us any hints into what they do or don't do. But that would be my thing would be like, okay, like rest up, uh, you know, get warm, develop a strategy, and then go. Well, because I don't think I'd want to stand in there, sit in there for a long, long time, th- assuming prob- someone's going to come, especially if it's too cold for the snow to melt. The problem is, though, um, you're having to break the window because if it's an avalanche or, you know, something like that that packs your car in, it's going to be really hard to get out a window. Um, mm-hmm. so you're going to you're gonna have to spend a lot of energy doing that, then maybe even break your arm, 
Um, then maybe depending how deep the snow is, maybe the snow comes in and caves in and then you can't get out. Um, so you kind of, you have to think about that too. Yeah, Seth, you do bring up an interesting thing where it's like, if we try to escape and it's not successful, we then have a broken window where it's going to get colder Mm -hmm. real quick. I honestly, I would want to try to leave because I know that like after four days we're running out of stuff. Plus the smell. (laughs) I don't know. I don't want to smell you guys. I don't want to smell me for that long. My, my thought would be first, if I was trying to get out, um, is again try and get in the tr- before you make the dukes in there um <laughs> we have to make a duke corner <laughs> go into the trunk and try if you have the latch from the inside is go in the trunk and try and push out like get on your back and try and maybe kick and see if that'll do anything um but then after that i'd be out of ideas and then it'd just become the bathroom <laughs> the trunk would become the bathroom. <laughs> god I'm, I'm thinking we we could potentially dig out because every car or at least I know my car. There's a tire iron I get to get to, mm-hmm. and that's a good digging tool. Yeah, I always have. I have like ice scrapers and things. Like I have a bigger ice scraper that I could use to dig that I keep in my car. Um, but it, yeah, that almost makes me think like, shit. Do I need to consider keeping a shovel in my car when it snows? Because that would be a horrifying for me. Anytime I'm stuck in a place, I'm having a fucking meltdown. So as quickly as I can get out of there and fucking, I'll take my chances in the cold. I'll walk across the icy tundra if you want me to. I'm not going to fucking die having a panic attack with you two guys while you guys, while we breathe each other's farts. Like, yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to, I don't want to be found in a Corolla with poop in the corner. Yeah. That's not how I'm going out. (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, if you want to see how this fictional couple um, took on this this particular situation, check out uh, Centigrade, which is available now. You mentioned this is an IFC new release. Jared, is this something that folks are going to have to rent on VOD, or is it yep. available it, on any streaming services? It, it will be VOD um, today. VOD. There you go. VOD. Right, so if this sounds interesting to you, uh, spend the few bucks to get a rental of Centigrade. And you can check this one out. The human centigrade. Um, <laughs> when I was looking for trailers, that kept popping up too. And I was like, no, that's not the trailer I want. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, pretty big mood change here. We're going to switch to something a bit more on the goofy side. Um, and this is something that folks have been looking forward to for a very long time. Highly anticipated threequel um, of, a, of a series that people have, have gotten to like. Um, so, Jared, what did you think of this one? Yes, uh, in the movie business, we call a threequel a trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) I like Um, threequel. (laughs) I know. You know what? When you said that, I was like, I actually like that better. (laughs) We should petition to change it to a threequel. There you go. The Um, the first, the I always thought the first Star Wars threequel was better than yeah than than the the, the, second threequel. Man, the prequel threequel wasn't wasn't. (laughs) But the sequel threequel, that one was pretty good. <laughs> the prequel threequel is great. I like that. And Star um, Wars is a, as a whole is a threequel of threequels. So, you know, do with that whatever you want. <laughs> anyway, this Reeling us back. Yeah, bring us wow. back to the topic here at hand, Jared. Um, Otherwise known as a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. So the movie I was able to get uh, see a little bit early. It comes out today. Uh, Bill and Ted Three or Bill and Ted Face the Music. You know, people out there are big fans of uh, Bill and Ted. 
Uh, is it extraordinary? Jur- no, not journey. Oh my gosh, what is it? It's, uh, uh, excellent adventure is the first, yes. and then bogus, bogus journey. Bogus journey. The there we go. I was gonna say, man, I messing up the titles there. Um, so yeah, this is a long overdue sequel, bringing back Alex Winter, Keanu Reeves, the same dude, Bill and Ted. <laughs> um, aged obviously and they have another the in the end of the last two you know they're they're supposed to make music and save the world or unite the world and it kind of opens with them you realize they've kind of become older and they haven't yet made that song so they're they're still trying to find the sound the music the lyrics to essentially unite humanity and whatnot um so it's follow. It, it's all connected, you know, to the first movie, the second movie, and whatnot. But I think the added wrinkle that adds a little bit to this is they both are married and they both have daughters. And Samara Weaving and um, oh Lindy, oh God, what is it? Uh, something Lundy, Lindy Payne, I think. God, I can't. Oh, Brigitte Lundy Payne. There we go. Plays um one of the daughters as well. And I think that they very much encompass. Bill and Ted, like the mannerisms, the look, the facial expressions, like, I honestly wish that it was just them at the forefront, like, cool, (laughs) have Bill and Ted, and then get them out of there, and just have these two girls act like them, because, sure, it comes off as a little goofy, but that's what Bill and Ted is, and I think that they encompassed, like, the Brigitte girl, who is Keanu Reeves' daughter, perfect, absolutely, go ahead. Sorry, she's she's in atypical. She's the sister in atypical. Okay, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't. She's, she's fantastic. She's awesome. Yeah, she. If you're gonna watch this movie, watch it just for her because she's doing some weird stuff in the background at times, just like exactly what Keanu Reeves was doing in the first movie. Um, so you can see that it's them trying to find the song. It's the daughters also being thrown into the mix, and then you know the people that are kind of the guardians of. Um, them throughout yeah the guardians of the galaxy um (laughs) have kind of come back and been like hey bill and ted you know the world's gonna end unless you get this song so like get to it um it's fun and i think that anyone that is a fan of the first two even the first movie is going to find some love into this one i think that they very much play in this into nostalgia in a good way of hey remember these two characters they're gonna go on a wacky adventure again they're gonna maybe run into some other elements that are new to this franchise, but also visit some things that we've done before. Um, People, story beats, and whatnot. But I also, on the flip side, think that they maybe steer too much into nostalgia, being like fan servicey, where it's like, oh, remember that thing? Or, hey, that line over there. Um, And it just doesn't hit with, uh, instead of kids saying the stuff, as adults saying the stuff, even though, you know, it's still Mm -hmm. the same characters, if that makes sense. Um... I think it was fun. It was definitely a fun situation. The the daughters, I think, are the 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 piece of this that are the the standouts for myself. Yeah, that's. I don't know. I don't really have too much in depth. I think that this is. I'm not a big fan of the original two. I've seen the first one a couple times. I've seen bits and pieces of the second one, um, in multiple sittings. It's just. I'm not a big fan of this franchise, so I think that a lot of the stuff just is not going to affect me like someone that grew up with the two movies or have watched them multiple times and love them. So if you're a fan of the two movies, I think you're going to love this one. I was wishy-washy. I was kind of in the middle. I was like, I had a fun time with it, but I can see how this is not a movie I'm really going to go back to. 
Mm-hmm. Hmm. I get that. That's kind of what I anticipated from Bill and Ted 3 was a lot of fan service, a lot of goofiness, because those weren't, they're, they're shallow movies. They're not, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of depth there to dive into. I thought it was interesting that they have the daughters and that Samara Weaving particularly is in this. Um, we've heard about Bridget Lundy Payne being great in this, but Samara Weaving, we've seen in a couple things. I just saw her recently in Guns Akimbo. Um, I know Seth loved her in Ready or Not. Uh, mm-hmm. Jared, now that you've seen her in this, what's your what's your take on her as a whole? You've seen her kind of do a variety of things now. Are you enjoying her? Do you think she's got uh, you know good things to look forward to? Yeah, I think that uh, the the main thing is I didn't even know about her. Like, Ready or Not was the one that she stood out to me in. Um, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, like, who is this person? Um, I need to go back, and I think she was in The Babysitter, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, she, yep. Yeah, so I need to go watch that on Netflix because, spoiler, there's a sequel coming out pretty soon. Um, oh, shit. Yeah. I like the um, movie The Babysitter, by the way. I, I still got to see it. But I think, that, I think that she is a talent that with a little bit more – um, experience under her belt maybe a couple more years i could see her you know being a a pretty leading or uh, a leading act or actress yeah yeah um because i mean she can kind of hit on everything she's very funny in this mm-hmm. again she's not taking the spotlight because she's not the one of the leads but when she does have it she's pretty funny but then also ready or not i thought that she was very like commanding very uh, mm-hmm. uh strong female lead she plays a mm. lot of different characters. I mean, Cody can attest to Guns Akimbo. That character is so different than than anything she's played. Um, yeah. So she you could be forgiven for not realizing that's her. And that yeah, movie. yep. Um, and I mean, a lot of that's due to the way the character looks and some of the choices they made there. But I mean, it's, it is a different character. It's like not she's not like she's doing like some sort of you know Oscar performances, but she has range in terms of what she can pull off believably. And uh, yeah, I like Samara Weaving a lot, and I'm really glad to hear that. Um, the, the other the girl's name I just know her from a typical Brigitte Lundy Payne. There you go. Um, I I have loved her in every season in Atypical. Um, and uh, she was in a, another movie not too long ago that I watched, but um, I, I hope she gets more work and more attention from this because she's great. She, she's super funny, and and the stuff I've seen her in and. Um, Sound, sounds like she's great in this so yeah, yeah if i had to if i had to pick one person that was my favorite it's it's definitely her because she is she's the female version of keanu reeves at that time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i, I think it's I, funny I, that they're i was just looking at the cast list and the the daughter's names are like uh like theodora so ted and mm-hmm. wilhelmina so bill mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. even the daughters have the same fucking names that that looks funny to me i think this looks cute um, and it's been a while since Cute. I've seen the original too, so I think I may run back through the trilogy. Um, I was gonna say I've pronounced uh, uh, tr- uh, tr- three cool, three cool. <laughs> Damn it! I've ruined the punchline. Damn. Uh. <laughs> I haven't seen any of these. Um, it's a it's a movie series that I've wanted to watch in the past, but just have never sat down and watched them. So maybe yeah, like like you said, maybe I'll sit down and watch them as well and. We Maybe I'll enjoy it. In, in school, I have no idea why we watched the first one in like history class because That's you funny. know the, they're going and getting like uh, Napoleon Bonaparte and a bunch of other dynamite. people. And yeah, I was about to say dynamite. I was like, oh god. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I that I re- vaguely remember that in like seventh or eighth grade. That's funny. You had a lazy ass history teacher, is what that is. Yeah. But. <laughs> Basically, what you realized was when you watched a movie, that person or teacher was hung over his balls. Oh, yeah. That's definitely... You know, the, the thing I hated, though... So I was talking about this the other day with someone. Um, 
it was great when you'd have like when they wheel the card in with the TV on oh, and yeah. stuff. Like that was great. Except for when you'd have it like especially there's a history teacher. Um or maybe multiple, <laughs> I don't know. But they would show the most boring fucking movies and then be so diligent or vigilant, I guess, and diligent and making people stay awake. Like they had a fucking eagle eye, but the movies were so boring. It's like, how how the fuck am I not gonna sleep? And then, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then I would be working um, in the mornings at five a.m. So I'm tired, and by the time I have history class, I'm gonna fall asleep regardless of what we're doing because it was so boring. You're telling That's me funny. you didn't want to watch Pay It Forward for the fifth <laughs> time? <laughs> just, pay It Forward. I was just always That's, so bored. That's um. I remember the thing that pissed me off was they thought you had to take, like, ten notes. You had to find ten notes to take. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck are you going to count my notes? Like, um, so I would write down the first ten things I heard and then go to sleep with my paper, like, <laughs> my paper, like, displayed. Like, I, I'd lean over on my desk and put my paper on my back so when they came over to shake me awake, they'd see that I already finished the assignment. I hate it when people did shit like that. But we did get to watch all of HBO's Band of Brothers in a, in a history class one time, and that was awesome. <laughs> you guys watched the whole season or series? Yeah, the whole oh, thing. Oh, wow. Yeah, it yeah, took I, us like a month of history class. It was Man, amazing. That, that is a good history teacher. Yeah, well, we watched Forrest no. Gump in the same class. Forrest so. Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, I watched, we watched Cinderella Man in one history class. Um, the boxing movie. That's definitely a stretch. I know that's a real guy, but yeah, we watched. I don't know if this was like a free day, but we watched a lot of Simon Birch. I like that movie. I, I remember watching that when I was young. I remember liking it. I couldn't tell you anything about it now, other than it, it's like a small kid. Is he disabled? There's something. Yeah, wrong I don't. With him. He has something, and then yeah, yeah. And, and then yeah. I know it wasn't for class. It, I mean, we got to watch it. It was like during our lunchtime, maybe or something. Or like we had an extra, we had like an extra period. It was like over lunchtime, and I think we had like the extra, extra period part of it, or the extra time on it. And we watched Super Size Me, which like started off okay because it was health class, and then it got, went to like the Notebook, and I'm pretty sure we watched Tommy Boy in that class too. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. I think I remember tales of that. We everyone <laughs> in the school was jealous. Like if you didn't have, I'm pretty sure that was Miss Niederhoff. Yeah. If you didn't have her, you weren't watching uh, the Notebook during or, or Tommy Boy <laughs> during lunchtime. Yeah. Man. Wow. That's funny to think about now. Yeah, we had some lazy-ass teachers. We watched a lot of movies during during school. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Anyway, all that. Uh, Bill and Ted 3. Bill and Ted Face the Music. You can watch now. This is available um, uh, on VOD, so you're going to need to rent this one, and it's releasing this weekend. So check that one out if you're interested in completing the threequel. For now, though, we turn to... And I, I don't say this in jest. I say this very literally... The most highly anticipated review we have ever had on the SoCo show <laughs> is this next movie. Uh, we have been talking about how much we're looking forward to this movie uh, as far back as 2017. Uh, this was on my most anticipated list for 2018. And now in August of 2020, we finally got this released. Jared, it was your first trip back to the theaters to see this one. Did it hold up? Did it meet your expectations? Were you happy with this one? Yes, so finally, you know, my most one of I think one of my top 10 most anticipated of 17, 18, 19 and now <laughs> The New Mutants. We finally this movie exists. I saw it, people. It it's a real movie. It exists. It was in the movie theater. I saw it with my own two eyeballs. 
Um, but yeah, it's funny because this movie has been pushed off since basically the inception of my channel and your guys' podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this movie's been around for a while. So this is tackling kind of the the Marvel, X-Men kind of lore of the New Mutants. And it's this offshoot of, you know, mutants. But they're very much kind of a different, almost I wouldn't say ragtag crew, but it's 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 darker. Um, essentially what we were getting or supposed to be getting from this movie is that it's like a superhero movie, but it's a horror movie as well. Kind of like a haunted house stuck in an asylum type movie. And, um, I think that it does kind of live up to what we were looking for, but you can tell that there was a lot of missteps. There was, um, things lost in the translation from Fox to Disney to releasing it to not knowing what to do with this movie to saying we're going to do reshoots but we're not going to do reshoots. Um, I think that this, again, hitting on that horror superhero flavor and whatnot, or actually let's go back and say what this movie is kind of you know set up. You know, it's, it's essentially five, not degenerates, but discarded mutants that are in an asylum or a hospital I'm putting quotes up um, that you find out is kind of a place that's holding these nightmares or these dark pasts that all of them have kind of had to deal with Um, so that's kind of the setup and each of them you know has unique powers and they're explored Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy Maisie Williams uh, uh, Charlie Charlie Day from uh, Stranger Things I don't know what his last name is Um, oh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what his last name is, but then a couple other people. And I think, yeah, the the acting is fine. You can tell that, you know, maybe some of it, they just didn't leave it in the oven long enough for the script or the the portrayal or anything like that. Um, But I think that the, the thing that stood out to me or a couple things was the horror elements in this there was actually some genuinely terrifying parts of this movie i'm sure if you've seen one of the 27 trailers that has come out over the last three years you might know what i'm kind of talking about but there are some things that are still um hidden and those things i could see if they would have steered and committed to like the darker tone and the the kind of almost like outlast in an asylum these creepy things coming after you if they would have fully committed to that i think that it would have been a genuinely overall terrifying horror film that a lot of people would uh flock to um it does kind of you know the terrifying stuff worked but they do lean into some kind of cutesy relationship some cutesy hey uh, we're teenagers we're gonna have fun scenes that i felt were out of place like it shouldn't have dove in or it it just shouldn't have had those scenes but i think that they were trying to almost steer a little bit into fun marvel like hey we're marvel we're having fun um they should have just went dark straight up all that and then the third act i was on board for i thought it was honestly solid it was very fun um you see some of the stuff again in the trailers but there's definitely a lot of surprises and there was one scene that um I don't know. Actually, yeah, I wanted to clap. I wanted to like stand up and <laughs> cheer. And again, it could be a thing that I haven't been in public in months. <laughs> um, but I was like, okay, they didn't show that at all. And I was genuinely surprised by what what had happened. Um, it is a little bit paint by numbers. You kind of know what's going to happen. It's a little bit generic. Um, it's definitely not going to live up to three years of anticipation. 
I had a fun time with it. And again, that those horror elements, and you can see that they had something here. And also I read that apparently they had a post credit scene that they were going to do. Uh, spoilers here, there is no post credit scene because this is kind of like, hey, we're putting this movie out and it's done. But they had a big plan for this from what I was reading um, in the last couple days. Um, so I, I would have been curious to see if this fully was realized, I think that it's just this big what if question around this movie. Um, just what if it wasn't lost in this whole uh, merger type situation between Fox and Disney? Man, that's a bummer to me because what I I remember when, well, in general, I'm glad to hear that you liked it in general. So that makes me really happy. If you came to me and said, wow, this sucked, man, that would have really fucking crushed mm-hmm. me. So... Um, either you're going too easy on it or thank goodness it's, it's at least okay. Um, but you're, you're pointing out the exact things that made us excited about this, right? You're, you're taking superheroes and you're putting them somewhere they've never been, which is in a horror movie. And, you know, you have the, you know, will there be a Marvel connection or not? Like, whoa, what's going to happen there? Post-credit scene. We now know that that's not going to happen because of the transition over because of how much time has passed. Um, between then and now, we know we're not going to get this cast back. We, we've we already heard that there's not going to be a continuation of this story. And that bums me out because I, you're, you're, you're mentioning the positives of this movie and they're the things that I think people who are looking forward to this movie um, were anticipating and were, look, and were excited about. And so mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear that it's at least delivering on those. Um, I do, I think I remember you saying that the runtime of this was really short though, isn't it? It's, it's right around 90 minutes. Do I remember right? Yeah, before I get into that, I will say, like, kind of those things, it's like they went 70%. They needed to go 100%, and they just didn't commit to stuff. And again, it could have been budgeting. It could have been those reshoots that they talked about. Um, so, yeah, this runtime, I think, it, initially, I think it was, like, two hours. I don't, I don't know. Again, over this last three years, so much has changed. But I think that this movie was closer to, yeah, that 90-minute mark. Um I was in and out of the theater. I think, like, I, I got out. The movie started at 6, 25 minutes of trailers. I think I walked out about 7.45. So it's a quick movie. Um, I think that, yeah, there was probably substance in there of building the characters, building the plot a little bit more that just never was added or left or cut or was supposed to be reshoots. And it just it just wasn't realized. And that's where that whole what if um kind of Mm -hmm. question in my mind comes up like is marvel down the road ever going to touch this or wait 10 years um who knows i could definitely say i'm trying to reboot this in three years with like the same everything (laughs) if if the reception is good Mm -hmm. for it and then trying to wedge it into the mcu i'm curious because you know you're talking a lot about potential is this more of a case of there's a lot of good stuff here i wish they'd just gone deeper or is it the case where at 90 minutes they chopped out so much that you felt it was disjointed? Like, do you think they tell a, a, a good enough story in the first 90 or did it need more time? I think it potentially needed more time. I mean, there's other things that could have definitely enhanced it. I think that there w- needed to be more of kind of, you know, that brain, you know, how Marvel has like that kevin feige essentially i think that someone needed Mm -hmm. to be in charge of kind of you know chunk out like hey this is what that story beat is or that's where that character comes in um that definitely needed to be a piece of it but i think yeah just realizing everything a little bit more because uh at comic-con at home i want to say they released the first two minutes of the movie 
And I was like, okay, well, maybe that's just, you know, kind of not, maybe they'll add a little bit to it. It's the exact same first two minutes. And I felt like that was extremely rushed. Um, So yeah, there's definitely parts of this that I'm just like, okay, well, they're just skipping right over that. Man, that's a shame. What could have been? Mm-hmm. Hopefully isn't uh, Hopefully, isn't always the story of New Mutants, but it certainly seems like it's going to be for now. Um, but it does still get the thumbs up from JB. There's some stuff to like in here. So if you are making your way out to the theater, check out The New Mutants. Um, we don't know yet what this is going to look like in terms of a home release because this is really the first major release we've gotten. Um, and so we'll keep an eye out for when this is going to be on v- VOD for the folks who are staying at home. Uh, but Seth has a ticket to see this this weekend. Uh, I think I'm going to try to, to get out to this as well, test out the theater and uh, try and check out New Mutants. So we'll have our thoughts next week, see if we agree with Jared um, on next week's show. But New Mutants is, uh, and I love that I get to say this, available in theaters now. Wow. <laughs> um, New Mutants, Bill and Ted, Centigrade, Get Duked, uh, Beth Stelling, Girl Daddy, all getting thumbs up this week. So pretty pretty good stuff here on this week's reviews. Mom, what do you think? I love it. I hated it. All right. Certainly great to hear folks getting back in the theater. I love it. I know it's I know it's touchy. I know some folks um, you know, think it's too soon to get back to the theater. Folks want to be careful getting there, but for us, you know, we're just guys that want to see movies on big screens with loudspeakers. So, uh, I know for us it's a it's a pretty exciting time to be venturing back out there. Um, but again, we, you know, we uh, want to hear your theater stories too. If you're going to the theater, we want to know how it was, uh, reach out to us on Twitter or on Facebook at Soko show pod. Let us know what your experience has been like. Um, but as you know, we're done with reviews. So we are almost finished with this week's episode, but before we go, we got to leave you with one more thing. But I'm down to one more, t- one more thing. Uh, my one more thing is a little bit of self-promotion actually. Um, I, have been talking with the guys about this for a while, but the the public announcement has finally been made. I have been cast in a play, uh, and it's it's my first ever play, and uh, the play is entitled Evanescent, and um, Bring it's essentially me back this, to it, life. Yeah, wake me <laughs> up, dude. You guys, <laughs> I we we have already been talking about like there's a specific line in this that reminds me of an inside joke that we all have. Um, but that also that wake me up. I think about it every time we sit down in a, in a rehearsal to do, um, to do that. So it's funny. I, I always think about you guys when I do it too. Um, <laughs> the play is about a kid named Evan who has witnessed his father's murder. And, um, my role actually is as his, um, his therapist. And what we're trying to do is help Evan process what has happened and there's a lot going on. I'm going to leave it at that. There's a lot more going on. And it's a really, I think, a really interesting and deep uh, story. And I'm really excited about the talent that's involved. Um, now, ordinarily, uh, this would be a lot of wasted time because most of you don't live in Bend, Oregon, where you can see this play. Um, but there actually is going to be a uh, streaming available. Uh, you'll be able to buy a ticket and watch it live. Uh, and you can see, you know, any of the shows streamed. And there's also going to be at least one of those shows that's going to be professionally recorded. And then that's going to be available for longevity. So uh, I'm really excited about this. It, it's new to me. It's an ex- exciting new challenge uh, that I get to, to act on stage. Uh, it's something I've been wanting to do for a long, long time. And uh, the opportunity finally, finally presented itself. Um, the other thing that's really interesting is that we are a show that is being produced under COVID restrictions. So we're not really like getting close to each other on stage. And what's interesting about it is that the way that the play is set up and the way that it's going to be, um, 
I guess the, the visuals and then the way that it's structured and the way that it's blocked are in such a way that it makes sense. And so it's, it's very COVID aware in a way that I, I think is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Like I'm, I'm rehearsing in a mask. Um, and, and I know that we're going to have some type of face covering when we actually do the show. Um, it may be clear. I'm not really sure, but we also are going to be miked. So anyway, all that to say, very, I'm very excited. Evanescent is the show. Um, I'm probably going to post about this, um, a few times. So if you're not already a Facebook friend of mine, I know most of our listeners are, um, but if you're not already a Facebook friend of mine, send me a, send me a friend request. I don't mind having friends on Facebook. So, uh, I'm just, you know, Cody Michael on there. Otherwise, yes. uh, I'll probably be tweeting about it at underscore Cody Michael. And maybe we'll put a, maybe we'll put a bulletin out on the SoCo page as well so that you guys can see. And, uh, you can buy tickets online if you want to stream that and see me, uh, either act well or, or potentially, uh, have a meltdown on stage. Cause I'm bad at it. I, I we don't know <laughs> what, what it's going to be. So, <laughs> uh. so get a ticket and you can, you can see whatever, however it goes, you, you can, you can be there to see it live. Um, two things. One, if you do um, become Cody's friends on Facebook, um, just don't post anything that it, like at all political that, or oh, just, yeah. stu- just stupid, just don't post stupid things. Otherwise you will be, uh, attacked, uh, uh, vehemently. Is that, is that the correct word there? Um, it is. It's, it's nice. appropriate. Nice. And it's, and it's apt because actually today I've been in quite a few Facebook. <laughs> I, I like, I like arguing on Facebook, um, and I'm passionate about it. And I think, and I know this sounds like really stupid, but like, I think it's meaningful to do. So I do a lot of Facebook arguing. So yeah, if you're going to post a lot of dumb fucking memes about, you know, people dying in Kenosha, um, maybe don't friend me on Facebook, but otherwise I'm happy to have you as a friend and otherwise just follow the SoCo page and, and maybe I'll post an update out there. We, uh, it would be, it would be really fun and cool, um, for folks to, to check it out. Um, and it would help, help me out too. And then the other thing I had, um, so like, obviously like I might try and come out there around that time, but if I'm not able to and buy that and, and I'll, I'll buy the, the stream of course. Um, but it'll be weird because I've only, you know, I've, I've known you as you. I don't think, I don't know if I could see you as anyone else. You know, I, I have multiple pictures of, on my phone of your ass next to our drunk friends. So it's like, <laughs> how can I see you? How can I see you as a therapist when I've seen you do some weird things and I could probably send them to people, you know, on Facebook. So, um, but, uh, yeah, no, that, that'll, that'll be interesting. I, that's one thing I haven't seen you do is act. I've seen you do everything yeah. else, but. And most people haven't. Like, I, I took an acting class a few years ago, but it was with people I didn't know. And I really loved it. That's why I've been wanting to do this for a while. Um, and, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I think my character is interesting in that it, it fits my personality well. So I don't, I don't think you're going to see me disappear into a character. But uh, I am very excited for the play on the whole. We have a, a young lead. The, the lead, whose name is Evan, the character's name is Evan, is, is a 13-year-old. And the actor playing him is 12. And I'm, I'm really excited about him. I, I, think, um, I think he's going to impress some folks. So, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to shamelessly self-promote for some time. I, I, I don't want to do it for too long or it'll seem self-indulgent. But uh, keep an eye out for those announcements. If you want to see me do some acting, um, there will be some links and you'll be able to stream that from home. That 12-year-old better fucking be mature because he's not pulling off a 13-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> he seems mature. I don't know. I don't know how he feels about playing a 13-year-old. I'll have to ask him. Um, just in the middle of a scene, just say poop and see how he reacts. If he laughs, then he's, then he's not mature. <laughs> well, we all laugh, though. <laughs> yeah. I, I do know he's not singing Evanescent songs during rehearsal, <laughs> so he may be a little bit more mature than I am even. 
Oh, when it wow. comes to acting, at least. Wow. Um, for my one more thing, every now and then, um, you know, I like playing games and jumping into stuff. There was this trailer that popped up. I think that this is actually about a week old now. And the game is called um, Black Myth Wukong or The Legend of Wukong or something. And essentially this is from a Chinese indie developer called Game Science. And it tackles or covers the classical 16th century Chinese novel Journey to the West. I had to look all this up because it's like a 17-minute gameplay essentially trailer that they just dropped out of nowhere. And it's kind of a Souls-like game which definitely is not my style of video games and whatnot but the lore and everything in this looks so cool where you play a main character but he's kind of like this monkey guy um and he has like a bow staff and he's going through like fighting these wolves and foxes and this giant like uh wolf type character i don't know it looks so weird um the lore and the gameplay plus he has all of these cool powers where, like, I guess it took stuff exactly from or directly from the novel of, like, this guy has powers to turn into, like, this giant ape and he is fighting off, like, ten people or use, uh, like, the army of 10,000 monkeys or something. I don't know, but, like, he essentially multiplies and on an em- enemy when he's when he's fighting. When he, when he has low health, he has, like, essentially multiplies and has, like, ten people fighting this enemy while he's healing. It... I don't know. I think it was just the fact that it was this weird, out-of-nowhere trailer that dropped. A lot of people are praising it. A lot of people are looking forward to it. And again, this is like pre-alpha build, so God knows when it's going to come out. Who knows if this is what it's going to be like at the you know release date, when, it, when and if we get this. But if you're looking for a Souls-like game in the next couple years that definitely tackles some like unique lore, check this out. I think Black Myth Wukong. This does sound cool. Uh, I'm not I'm not much for the Souls games either, but I'm going to check this trailer out. We'll link to it in the description, um, which actually is a good uh, reminder. Links to everything we're talking about today in the description. Uh, I'll have links to the show, um, the, to the play. We'll have a link to this trailer, and then trailers for all the movies and things that we've talked about. Um, I don't know whether or not we'll have a link yet for Seth's one more thing, though. What have you got for us? My one more thing is that Cody got into play. No. Um <laughs> Um, no, I, uh, my one more thing is nothing, nothing, uh, promoting or, um, I guess it's promoting something that Cody and I both like. Uh, I know you haven't fallen out of, uh, fallen out of it a, a little bit, but, um, the movie trivia Schmodown, they have a big thing this weekend, um, which interests me in multiple levels because it's the Schmodown, but it also has Kevin Smith, uh, is competing against, uh, WWE wrestler Chris Jericho in a trivia oh match. Oh my God. And this is the perfect cocktail of stuff for Seth. Exactly. <laughs> if it was if it was Kevin Smith versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, then it would be the number one. And if, and if, and, and if uh, ice cream was on the line for for the prize, then it would definitely be me. Um, it'd be all for me. But no, um, obviously, you know, I've talked about Kevin Smith a whole bunch. Um, we talked about the showdown a few times. Um, if you're a fan of wrestling or Kevin Smith or um you know movie trivia then check it out it's free like it's it's an event normally they do for pay-per-view but it's free on their channel it's lot um it's actually i think they taped it but they're doing like the live premiere or whatever um on friday um so today uh, at 7 p.m central so check that out i'll be watching it for sure and uh, i'm excited this is cool. Yeah, this is one. You're right. I haven't been keeping up quite as much as you have, um, but I definitely want to check out this special event. We'll link to the Schmodown page 
on this channel or on this uh, on this description. So uh, head over to the Movie Trivia Schmodown page. If you like movie trivia, you're gonna love the Schmodown. And uh, if you if you're looking for a good intro and you're like like Seth said, a Kevin Smith or or a wrestling fan. Uh, this will be a good a good intro for you. I I really can't wait to see what kind of promos these guys are dropping. I'm sure I'm sure those are going to be pretty fun. And by the way, Chris Jericho. If you don't know, if you're unfamiliar with wrestling, you just made the list. <laughs> that's Chris Jericho. So so if you want to hear more about the list, um, go check that one out. So we have a Schmodown special event this weekend. We have this upcoming. Um, tell me again the name the title of this of this game, Jerry. Uh, Black Myth Wukong. There you go. Black Myth Wukong uh, upcoming. So check the trailer out for that. And then also uh, get tickets to the stream for my upcoming play this week in One More Thing. But I'm down to one more, one more thing. That's going to bring us to the end of episode <laughs> one, 158 of the SoCo Show. Very glad to have Seth back in studio. Uh, we're able to get a more regular recording schedule going. Um, one thing though, to point out, so a couple things actually, first, uh, we are going to be having the live SoCo show with JB on 917, September 17th. It's a Thursday night, 8 PM central on the J Buck studios, YouTube channel. Make sure you get over there, get subscribed and turn on your notifications. So you don't miss that show. It's going to be a lot of fun. We've got some surprises already planned, uh, and it's just going to be a good time. So, so please join us there. Um, if you, uh, if you're able, and then also, um, as I mentioned with this play, my rehearsal schedule is a little bit sporadic. So keep an eye on the Facebook and the YouTube, or sorry, the Facebook and the Twitter uh, at Soko Show Pod, just in case we need to move uh, episode releases around from week to week, and we may need to do that. Um, it, it's just not going to be reliably every Thursday. So keep an eye on those so that you can be aware of when you're going to get episodes of Soko. But we are going to have new episodes every week, uh, certainly uh, between now and 917, which is the live show. So like I said, keep an eye out for all that so you can stay up to date. Also, make sure, like I said, that you're subscribed. Jared Buckendall. Over on the YouTubes. We got tons of reviews, tons of previews. Everything that we talked about today is already over there, um, with exception to New Mutants, which I'm sure is going to be up there soon. Um, but besides Get Duped, Centigrade, Bill and Ted, which are already out there for folks to watch, New Mutants upcoming, anything else that folks can look forward to on the J Buck Studios page, Jared? Um, I don't know, man. I'm just doing too much all the time. Um, I think I think I have a Q&A this weekend if you guys want to tune in for that. Otherwise, you know, J-Buck Live, a bunch of new stuff. Tenant, that's another one that I'm looking forward to. So yes. Monday we will, I think all of us are seeing that, right? Uh, I don't know yet if I'm going to get to it. I think I'm not. I, I don't, I think it might be like, at least, like, it might be like a week for me before yeah. I get to it. Well, yeah, then uh, we're, on a, we're on a trip together too, oh, yeah. so I don't know if you're going to be... Oh, and you're gonna be a dick about knowing oh yeah i'm gonna spoil it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you'll spoil it but you'll definitely be like i know this about tenant that you don't know and i yeah. i'm very much looking forward to that um but next week's episode um of the soco show will definitely have seth and jared responses to tenant and you're definitely going to want to see that review um over on jbuck studios so make sure you check that one out you guys are seeing monday night shows right so mm -hmm. it'll be sometime over this next week that those will be up. Um, so shouts out to you, Jared, for being back on the show again. I'm going to stop thanking you, though. I, we're just going to expect you to be here. Yeah, just like, expect me until I, you know, a week from today I have COVID because I went to the movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, also, uh, the last thing I wanted to say on the show today um, is a an early happy birthday to the so host. Um, 
Seth's birthday is this weekend on August 30th. So if you want to drop him a line, you can do that on uh, at Soko Show Pod on Facebook or Twitter. Or if you want to send it right at Seth, uh, at Seth Oat on Twitter as well. But hit him up with your happy birthday messages because um, I know I know you're pretty stoked for this birthday. It sounds like you're spending all day in the movie theater, which I know is exactly where you want to be eating cheeseburgers. Well, I'll be there one, on, on one day, um, I'll, or one part of the day, um, one for one movie. But yeah, um, I, I got my, my, my second shipment of uh, my Kevin Smith movies cheeseburgers, so I'll be eating those this weekend. Um, <laughs> wow. Since my, 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 first, my first package got uh, spoiled by the, the derecho. So Yeah, my first package was spoiled too, but by something else. <laughs> hey That's awesome. So it'll be a lot of <laughs> <laughs> But there'll be some probably some fall guys playing, some um movie watching, some burger eating, ice cream. Definitely have some ice cream. So it'll be a good day. So I, I appreciate it. And keep an eye out on, on the Twitch channel um for J Buck Studios where you can head over, keep track of Jared on Twitch. Uh, Seth and I frequent uh, frequent appearances over there playing Fall Guys, which we're having a blast with, which we didn't even talk about this, but uh, we are all very excited for the upcoming season two, which had a release trailer today. Looks like we're going to get medieval um, in Fall Guys, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so again, keep an eye out on Jared's Twitch channel uh, to, ke- to, uh, to see us uh, potentially on there. And if we are there on Sunday... Uh, which is the 30th, drop in there, give us a comment, and tell Seth happy birthday. Yeah. Um, we'll celebrate my, my 29th birthday in in years, but 49th in hairline. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, we got to get you wow. a birthday crown in the game. <laughs> wow. Cover there up we go. the receding hairline. <laughs> well, uh, that's going to do it for us this week, guys. Uh, check out the description box, not only for all the stories we talked about, for, but for our sponsors as well. Also want to give a quick shout out to our anchor wankers. Thank you guys so much for keeping the show going and helping us continue to improve. Um, again, links in uh, the description box to our anchor page where you can leave us voicemail, become an anchor wanker, or otherwise just keep sharing uh, this episode with friends so we can keep uh, keep improving. That's going to wrap us up for Jared Buckendall and the soon-to-be 29-year-old so host. <laughs> I've been the co-host, Cody Michael, and we will see you next week. Bye.